Welcome to Freedom from Attachment, Living Fulfilled, Happy, and in Love with your host, author, entrepreneur, and behavioral relationship expert, Tracy Crossley. Before we start today's podcast, I wanted to share some comments from some of Tracy's clients that have worked with her in both group coaching situations and one-on-one coaching. And to reach out to Tracy for a discovery session, please email her at happiness at tracycrossley.com. That's happiness at tracycrossley.com. Enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. My aunt had told me about Tracy's podcast deal with it over a year ago. I've been listening to it ever since. So after my last breakup, I said, that's it, and decided to take the leap of faith and do coaching with Tracy. Tracy helps you break through and question your feelings and emotions and get to the root cause of those. I'm thankful for all that I have realized about myself thanks to her. If you are noticing that you keep attracting the same type of relationships and you just can't figure out why, it's time to figure it out. Tracy will help you get there. Hi, welcome back to another episode of Freedom from Attachment. Yes, it's so enjoyable for me to do this podcast, especially when I am very passionate about the topics I speak to you about, because I feel like even though I've been doing this since 2015, holy cow, I feel that I am able to bring a new perspective on some of the same topics I have discussed in the past. And, you know, at the end of the episode, when I'm giving you guys uh, different podcasts that I've done in the past that you can listen to, it's like, they're not the same as this. And so I love that. And as long as I can keep doing that, I'll keep doing this podcast because I know that it helps so many people. I get feedback all the time and I'm really grateful for that. And I'm grateful for your listening. And of course, if you can leave a wonderful review, that would be great as well. Uh, I don't know how many people listening know I wrote a book. Uh, it was published last year, and I um, it's out at any bookseller globally, from what I understand. So you can listen to it. I'm listen to it. I'm sorry. You can <laughs> read it. You can listen to the podcast. You can read it. You can pick it up at any bookseller. And uh, yeah, it's Overcoming Insecure Attachment by Tracy Crossley. So don't, you know, forget because it could be like your little um, insecure attachment Bible. It could give you different, you know, not just a different perspective, but there's exercises because the whole point of it is so you learn the how, right? So we all hear great ideas when it comes to self-help, but a lot of times we're like, well, how the hell do I do that? I tried to provide that in this book. So Hopefully you can pick that up if you haven't already. And with that, let's, oh, one other thing before I start. Uh, There's a book club I'm starting and it's going to include me. It'll include my coaches and it'll meet weekly for 13 weeks. And it is going to start at the end of August, 2022. And it is $199 if you want to save on signing up or you can pay $99 a month which would be for three months for the 13 weeks. And uh, basically we're going to be going through the exercises. You'll have accountability to the exercises. And so you really can put it to work because again, it is such a great, I would say uh, combination of everything I've done in terms of like the podcast and understanding insecure attachment and doing something with it. Okay. All right. Now I'm going to get to it because this is a really exciting topic to talk about. The struggle of attachment. 
attachment to me is the most painful form of struggle. It is struggle. It's like, you know, you put an equal sign. You've got struggle equals attachment, vice versa. Okay. Ever find yourself attached to a person, probably because you're listening to this podcast, right? Or an idea, results of anything at work that you had a hand in, some project you turned in, you have an attachment to what's going to happen with it, right? Or gambling, right? You want to win. Food issues, money, job, negative belief making you hopeless. Anything. You could be attached to a material item. You could be attached to a situation. You could be attached to anything. And there is just like so much more, okay? But hopefully you're thinking about things going, oh my gosh, yeah, okay. I get it, Tracy. Each item is a struggle. And it is one of the telltale signs of attachment, okay? So what the hell am I talking about? Well, to go back in time, the conditioning you go through as a child teaches you all about how to survive in this world. And really, it's to survive in your family to begin with. And there are things that appear to be scarce to your parents and to the rest of your family and probably their parents and their parents before that, generationally speaking, okay? So if you watched mom and dad interact and it seemed there was a problem with something, it meant that whatever the issue was had to do with there not being enough of something, enough love, enough time, enough money, and so on. Seriously, every fucking issue on the face of the planet has to do with not enough, okay? And I mean that in terms of resources, in terms of things we want, okay? Obviously, there's too much of some things and we're like, no, I don't want any more of that. Thank you very much. But we're usually talking about something that's negative being too much. But the good stuff, there's not enough, okay? And that's what I'm talking about. Every struggle is about that when it comes to insecure attachment, okay? So, you know, or you, I mean, you know, I guess people could rephrase it to go, well, but what if there's too much friendship and not enough sex, you know, right? That's what I'm talking about. It's still about what resource is it you're wanting and you're not getting. And our parents exhibited that. Our parents were the ones who basically showed us the roadmap and then society supported that, right? Society everywhere you looked. So the thing is, the issue grew to include how watching your parents' problems and how they handle things to how you incorporated this by observation into what you saw as a problem and how to attack it or avoid it. You watched how love was given or withheld. You watched what you felt you must do, be, and act like to get love, to get attention, to get affection, to get anything that seemed to be a prized resource that was a scarce resource, okay? So the issue right is is one of those where you're like oh god i'm feeling that feeling tracy yep i get it i mean that's how it feels to me you saw struggle but you decided it was normal because you had been conditioned to this being normal we normalize things from our families because it's what we knew we went to school and there were contrasts among our family and other families an inkling of what could be normal when we looked at a family right like somebody a friend or what have you and the thing is, we had no idea how they got there or what, what, how do you get there? How do you have that? We don't have that. Wow. You may not have said those words, but those would have been the feelings. Perhaps you thought you changed your style of dealing with problems like 
seeing your classmates, family, and their parents who always talked to the child like they were wonderful, they were the best, and then you went home where you felt you were talked to like the worst. And that contrast, you could have been like, well, I'm going to always talk to my child like they're the best thing since sliced bread. I'm never going to say that shitty shit to them that my parents say to me or whatever. Okay. You could have been ignored. I mean, there is a plethora of different ways that we were conditioned that put us into a state of struggle. Okay. When it comes to the attachment to things. There's only a struggle when we're attached to things. If we're not attached to things, we don't have a struggle. We're like, oh, okay, that's fine. There's a lot of things that probably are in your life that aren't a struggle. But we tend to focus on what the struggle is, right? So the bottom line is you become attached to how you saw the world and your place in it as a child. And there had to be emptiness that you became attached to what could fill that emptiness up. So for some of us, we disappeared into our own little worlds. For others, um, you know, we did what we had to do to get attention from everyone and everywhere, right? So we looked to other people. We looked to ourselves. We didn't see the power in ourselves that, hey, we already have love and all the things we need in here. We didn't see that at all. We just saw, oh, God, I got to be attached out here to what other people have or to other people, right? And the thing is, is that we were conditioned this way to not having affectionate parents, perhaps, or even though as we grew up older and we dreamed of affection from a partner, that's one thing, right? So, so let me just stop for a second. We may have not had affectionate parents was what I said, right? And we grew up wanting affection from a partner, but it's just not that simple. And it's how it's delivered to us or who it's delivered from where attachment comes in, right? Because it's not just getting affection from anybody. And it's not necessarily how you have it delivered. What is it? Somebody's like the five languages of love, which, sorry, it's bullshit. And I'll tell you it's bullshit because we all like different forms at different times, depending on what we're doing and depending on where we're at with ourselves. I like all of them. So there you go. Okay. But when I was insecurely attached, oh, well, I had certain ones that were more important. It was whatever I was lacking in the relationship. And that was important. Like, oh, well, I'm not getting what I want. Well, that must be, you know, that that's my love language. Okay. So this is how we come up with shit. Okay. And then we struggle with it by labeling up. I got the five languages of love, but what do I have outside of that? And it's just staying in that damn struggle. And I'm not, you know, necessarily uh, skewering the five languages of love. I'm using that as an example. And I'm using it as an example because we really don't get how much of this is conditioned inside of us. And we think we have a certain type or we think we have, you know, to get love from somebody who doesn't want to give it to us. Or we have to get sex from somebody who also, you know, is great in bed, but then they disappear and they're no longer around or whatever. I mean, we have a bunch of conditions from our conditioning. Hey. And so we're in struggle. And we struggle with the perceived problem around all things we are attached to. And what is more painful, the attachment to someone who doesn't give you what you want or hey, you're attached to someone but can't even be around them too often or you might feel panicky on the other hand, right? And you don't want to lose them and you do not know if you really want them either. Oh my god, and so here you are locked in your patterns of struggle. Ugh, right? The pain is intense 
but a lot of people numb out, distract, and do other things to maintain the struggle. Isn't it crazy how much we are conditioned to maintain a struggle? And then people say, well, that's just the human way. Or, you know, attachment means suffering, right? Well, you have a choice about these things. And that's what my podcast is really about is showing you, yeah, all of this shit is happening inside of you. You're having these dysfunctional relationships. I've been there and I didn't want to be stuck there my whole life. I didn't want to feel like, oh my God, my life is about suffering and struggle. Holy shit. No, no, no. And when I solved this, I had to deal with this in other areas. And there's still some things that I am working through. Why? Because my goal is basically to be free of struggle. I don't want to be attached or want something that causes me pain to want it. I would rather say, okay, I let go here. You know, if it comes to me, great. If it doesn't come to me, I'm still going to be okay. Right? Right. But when you are insecurely attached, that is a hard thing to go through. Hard, right? Why does this matter? Well, this is important if you want to have a permanent sense of peace inside, experience real love without the struggle, feel like what you want is possible and not impossible, and so on. It also matters because choosing struggle means the rest of your life is filled with choices that naturally engender struggle. And because you are conditioned to it, you feel it is just business as usual. So let me give you some examples. I came up with five lovely examples today. Yes. I love coming up with the examples because they're all based on real life stuff, whether it's my real life, someone else's real life, <clears throat> a combination of clients' real lives. Okay. So the first one, you think about your friend, Julia, who always does what she wants. So she has a habit of changing plans at the last moment. And you have spent so much time trying to get her to change by playing games. You don't call it games, of course. Things like not answering the phone as she calls because you're too busy or losing it and telling her she is a shitty person. On the other hand, you are also attached to the cycle of struggle. And that is the bigger issue. You see how much struggle just like in those two little scenarios with that example, right? Like there's no other choice. There are other choices and we'll talk about that. But it's so crazy how we keep choosing the struggle. Like we want things to change, but we want the other person to change, not really do anything different ourselves. Okay. So you tell yourself you're on a diet today and 6 p.m. rolls around and you've been good. And now you feel reward is necessary, but the reward is punishment. It's punishment because you get a meal delivered from your favorite restaurant. You inhale it without thinking, and then you feel guilty. You're attached to this cycle of struggle too, right? Can you feel all the struggle in what I just stated? Oh my God, right? Okay, here's another one. You're in a situation with Harold who says he loves you, but then he disappears. You cry, you vent, you do all the things with your friends who listen and give advice. Then you stay. Yeah, you stay put. You feel anxious. What if he's the one and he just doesn't know it? So then you come up with a new plan of action to convince him just how wonderful you are. And the anxiety might diminish for a minute, right? Takes care of the anxiety. Okay, I can put all this anxious energy into something. And so you put, you, you put your plan to work. He sees you, you spend time together and you're trying super, super hard, right? You got this plan in place. And then he says to stop trying so hard. He loves you and then he leaves. You feel relief because he loves you. He said the words, right? Even though his actions aren't really loving. But then the tension starts again. And then he is gone for longer than you want. Yes, you're attached to this struggle also. Another one, this is number four. 
You have a client who bullies you, that you need the revenue or the commission and you put up with it. Everyone tells you that you have an amazing patience because you deal with this client, okay? But you're quietly drinking away the pain every night. Then you stop and you, you go, oh my God, I got to stop drinking. I'm drinking my life away over this client who is all, let's say, the revenue for your whole company or the biggest client in your company or whatever, right? Oh, I can't lose them. So what happens? Well, let's see. You go ahead and uh, maybe you start running 10 miles a night, right? I got to be healthy. I can't drink like that. So you run 10 miles a night because that's so much healthier or whatever it takes to diffuse the feelings you cannot deal with. You are also attached to a cycle of struggle. That's a lot of struggle. And that says, again, there's no resources. These are all scarce resources. There is nothing but this. That's what you're basically saying when you're stuck in a struggle, when you are attached. This is all there is. There is no more. And it's because of your conditioning, right? The last one, you go out on a date. You really, though, hate dating, okay? But you want a relationship. And hey, I guess dating is the way to get there, isn't it? Possibly. I mean, you can get there some other way, I guess. I'm not quite sure. Uh, but uh, it's maybe you're wanting that relationship that you've dreamed of, right? Oh, I'm ready to get married. I'm ready to do this. I'm ready to do that, whatever. But everyone you date does not measure up at all. Well, how ready are you? Hmm. You feel like you keep attracting people who are either too clingy, too open, too boring, and so on. Remember I was saying about the, yeah, we are, a, a, you know, in struggle with lack. We're attached to the struggle of lack. But that's still a place of lack, even though it's too open, too boring, you know, too much, right? But it's still a resource like, I don't want that. So you think back to that person who you felt that intensity with. Maybe it was two, three years ago. Maybe it was last month. And it was that heightened sense of every molecule in your body being alive. And oh, the sex. Oh, the sex, right? You feel somehow you need that level of intensity. Like you can literally sit and think about it and get turned on thinking about it. Like, oh my God, that was so fucking amazing, right? Forgetting all of the crap you went through, all the pain and agony of the situation. But here's the thing. You keep measuring everybody you meet on a date, including this date that you're on by that past relationship, okay? Or that whatever it was, that past situation, right? So you start finding problems immediately. Well, I don't feel that way right now. Must be this person. There's something wrong with them, right? You're blaming the other person. It's not about you at all, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the struggle starts before you even probably go on the date. You don't really like their profile. Oh, I'm just going to do it because I said, you know, I want a relationship. So I got to go out with everybody. And the bottom line is it starts even before that because it starts with what you equate love with and what you equate feelings and how no person, even the past one, ever measured up to an illusion you have of perfection. <clears throat> so you are fully attached to some paradigm that does not exist. You're attached to the cycle of struggle. Holy shit, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know. I have lived this too. So I remember, I think I've been in all these situations. And frankly, it was an attachment to struggle, but I didn't realize it. I would be like, oh, it's an attachment to the person. But it is, but there's got to be a struggle attached to the person. Otherwise, I didn't have any feelings because I could only feel things that were intense. I couldn't feel things unless they were intense. How crazy, but true. So the lesson here and what you can do to start is, of course, we start with awareness always, right? 
Second, good Lord. Okay. Once you have awareness of what you are doing, what your conditioning is, and why you feel driven to be attached to struggle, you can make small choices. The choice in each situation with attachment is to not let go fully because it's not about the person. Let me get rid of the person. Let me get rid of the thing. That doesn't solve the problem. It just removes the trigger, but it doesn't get rid of what's your struggle. Yeah. Okay. So it's not the person. It's not the place, the thing that is the issue. You're your own issue. And that's the good news because that means you can do something about it. So the second step is really to look at your relationship with yourself to the thing, whatever the thing happens to be, whether it's alive or an inanimate object. Okay. What do you think of you in that situation? How do you see yourself in that situation? What are you trying to deny about yourself in that situation? And how can you show up to respect and love yourself in that situation without blaming the other person? How can you break these patterns of fear that shove themselves in your face where you feel not good enough, right? What, you know, here's a big question, okay, before I say it. And, and these are questions, all of them I would write down and sort of sit with and see what kind of feelings come up and what kind of answers you come up with to them. But you got to know, what do you receive by being in struggle? Ask yourself, what's the benefit by checking in with your feelings and asking them, what do I feel? And what does my struggle keep me from realizing in my life? How do I stay stuck here? And then by looking at this relationship, to recap what I said earlier, what is one small action you can take? What's one little step you can take? Always look for that. It's always there. Like if you get in touch with your feelings, okay, and this of course, I'm not getting into a deep dive with anything because it's a podcast and it gets way too complicated. In fact, I was on a telesummit the other day where I started talking about um, different techniques and I thought, oh my God, people are going to get so lost because explaining techniques to people of how to break these things, it's very difficult unless I'm sitting there doing it with you. Okay. So I try to give you at least the first couple steps and you know, if you want more, I have programs that help people through these things for the reason of it sounds very complicated when I'm giving techniques rather than when we are using them inside of a program, then it's a whole different story. And if you're interested, you can email happiness at tracycrossley.com and sign up for a discovery call. Meanwhile, you want to look at how daunting it feels at first, because that's a feeling, that's a reaction, all right? So when you are looking at the struggle, what is so daunting? What feels so heavy? What feels so big that it keeps you stuck in that struggle? What do you feel like you're going to win? Like I said, what do you receive by being in struggle? It may not be, when I say the benefit, I want to go back to that for a second. When I say the benefit, the benefit doesn't necessarily mean it's a great benefit. The benefit doesn't mean you get the person or whatever it is you're trying to struggle to get, okay? it means you get some kind of benefit by distracting yourself from living the rest of your life. Maybe you never find out if you can be successful in something else. Maybe you're successful already, but you really don't like that. You'd like something else, whatever. It doesn't even matter. I could go on with so many scenarios. It's the point of what is it that you feel is lacking in your life? What is it that you feel you are getting a benefit from in a lack perspective? Like, well, I, that's a benefit. It's a benefit because at least I have somebody instead of nobody. Those are, you know, perceived benefits. And then, the, of course, the ultimate, what is the result you're looking for, right? 
What is the reason you're struggling to have something? What is that having, if you get it, give you? Or if you have it and you're struggling to hold on to it, what does that give you? Okay. All right. So what's the universal truth? You have a right to a universal truth to continue struggling with everything. You know, look at your thoughts right now. What are you struggling with? Literally, I guarantee you there's something. Just look. Or to decide to surrender and stop your own internal struggle and trade it for inner peace. So you realize those dreams you want so badly because you can have them. I promise that. So we talked about today, attachment to struggle. And I have three podcasts for you. Okay. And they all have numbers this time. Number 304, the struggle is real. Number 206, struggle versus ease. How happy, excuse me, happy outcomes are not based on overdoing. And number 509, journey of attachment, the frustrating struggle of avoidance. Oh, how fun that sounds, right? All right, you guys, you take care. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. If you have any questions about today's show, reach out to Tracy at info at tracycrossley.com. If you're listening on iTunes, please leave a five-star rating so it can be heard by more people. And to find out more about her programs, workshops, coaching, and her new book entitled Overcoming Insecure Attachment, visit tracycrossley.com.